Welcome to another week of Sweet Sports Talk for your host, Brian Sweet. This week we'll be talking about the NBA trade deadline and which teams I think got better at the trade deadline in the NBA. And we'll also go over, you know, where the standings are and who I think are some of the teams to watch out for down the stretch. The other thing I want to talk about is also is the NHL and where teams stand there as well. Let's start off with one of the biggest shockers at the trade deadline, and that was Dallas Mavericks trading for Kyrie Irving. Now, Kyrie Irving, as you know, he has that off-the-basketball-court um, issues, you know, with the anti-Semitic comments about the movie and other stuff. And, you know, the Brooklyn Nets were basically ready to move on from him. And I could tell the owner was ready to just trade him for anything. And what I was really shocked was when I heard Luka Doncic actually pushed for the trade for Kyrie Irving. Now, this is the first time Luka's kind of demanded a trade for a player as a Dallas Mavericks player. And, you know, um, I think he will do really well next to Luka in the starting lineup. Now, they did have some rough patches when, you know, the two first got into the lineup and, you know, they were trying to figure stuff out, but... This could actually be what keeps Luka in Dallas long-term after his contract's up in 2028. Mark Cuban has got to keep these two together because if, you know, if Kyrie walks during free agency this offseason, which, you know, L.A.'s going to try to pry him away from the Mavericks. And uh, if this happens, I can most guarantee you in 2028, Luka Doncic is going to, walk to the Denver Nuggets and be with his buddy Nikola Jokic and it would be the end of his tenure here in Dallas so Mark has a big decision um they can offer Kyrie the max this offseason of any team in the league and I would not be surprised to see if Mark Cuban's willing to go over the luxury tax to keep Kyrie Irving here in Dallas and keep Luka happy that is something to keep an eye on, but for right now, I think the Mavericks could overtake the Grizzlies um, in the Southwest Division this season and actually win the division this year. The next trade is kind of a shocker, and I think it kind of, you know, it was a domino effect of the Kyrie Irving trade, and that was the Kevin Durant to Phoenix trade. Now, as you all know, Dallas and Phoenix have this really budding rivalry after you know, the Mavericks sweeping the Phoenix Suns in Game 7 by more than 40 points. I mean, that was just a torrentious blowout last uh, uh, playoffs. And you, you know the Suns weren't going to, you know, let the Mavericks get good and then, you know, have to meet them in the playoffs. So what the Suns did was, you know, with Kevin Durant also wanting out of Brooklyn, um, the Suns GM called up... Um, Brooklyn's owner and said, hey, we want Kevin Durant, and they swapped a lot of talent for Kevin Durant, and, you know, it really pairs well with Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Aiden. They got like a four, um, they got like four really solid players on that team now, and what my concern is about that trade was, is you traded your, some of your backup wings away. Now, what I mean by wings is they play off on the side, and they're kind of like your slasher to the basket type of player um, that the point guard tries to um, throw the ball to, you know, if you need a quick basket or something. And, you know, Kevin Durant's a really good player, and I don't blame Phoenix for doing it, but now you got a bench issue. And so let's say, you know, Kevin Durant gets up to 
three or four fouls, and then you got to throw in someone. Well, they really don't have that bench depth that they used to because of the trade. And so their issue now is um, how do we keep Chris Paul, DeAndre Aiden, uh, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant from basically uh, accumulating a lot of fouls during games. And that's something you got to keep an eye on as the second half of the season goes on. But um, those are really just the two biggest trades that I think really shocked the NBA at the trade deadline this year. L.A. had a nice trade getting rid of uh, Russell Westbrook for uh, D'Angelo Russell. And um, it'll be interesting to see how D'Angelo Russell does with LeBron James. They also picked up uh, Mo Bamba from uh, the Orlando Magic, and that would really help out the Lakers as well. But really the Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns trade is the biggest takeaway from the NBA trade deadline this year. So expect the Mavericks and the Suns. I mean, I I could see it as a uh, Western Conference final this year is those two teams going head-to-head for the Western Conference crown. Now let's take a look at the standings in the Eastern Conference in the NBA. Right now you basically got a two-way race at the top between Boston and Milwaukee. Those two teams are going to be your top two teams coming out of the East. Uh, I would be shocked if either of them dropped below third. Um, you know, Philadelphia is right behind there at 38-19, but right now it's basically a two-man race between Boston and Milwaukee for the regular season crown of the Eastern Conference. Now, um, in the playoffs, it'll be interesting to see how they do, but right now um, it's looking like it's between Boston and Milwaukee for the Eastern Conference crown during the regular season. I really don't see anyone else in the Eastern Conference catching up to them right now. The only one I could see possibly is Philadelphia or Cleveland. But other than that, I just don't see anyone else in that Eastern Conference catching them. Let's go over to the Western Conference where we have some surprise teams, you know, at the top of the conference this year. You know, I figured Denver would be up there um, about midway through the season at number one. I mean, they got up, their entire roster basically came back and they added a couple of pieces during the offseason. So that's not a surprise. The Memphis Grizzlies were kind of a surprise. Um, I know, you know, they were kind of off and on last year, and, you know, they ran into um, some issues of injuries, but, you know, they're pretty healthy, and I think, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies deserve to be up there. Uh, I just don't know if, you know, Sacramento or L.A. could uh, catch up to them. And number three, we got Sacramento. They've been my surprise team this year in the Western Conference, and, I, I just don't know what it is with their chemistry this year. And I, I know their head coach is a really good coach, but it, it, I didn't expect Sacramento to be up at number three in the Western Conference just because of how loaded the conference usually is. Usually Sacramento is like a, um, a beating block for um, the top echelon teams in the Western Conference. So to see them at number three is kind of you know surprising. Now, at number four, the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, um, the Clippers just got uh, Russell Westbrook. Uh, I just found out today as I'm redoing this podcast episode because I can't find the original file. But Russell Westbrook's really going to help out this Clippers team at the point guard position, um, moving the ball around. They've had some issues with ball handling and ball movement. And um, I think that, you know, with Russell getting let go from the Utah Jazz after the trade with L.A., I think Russell will fit in with this offense. It can help the um, Clippers out 
um, offensively. Now, number five, we got Phoenix. They're they're right there along with the Clippers. They, you know, got a superstar player. But the one team I really think, you know, the uh, um, Western Conference needs to watch out for is the Dallas Mavericks after the Kyrie Irving trade. That team, if Luka and him can figure out the balance between the two handling the ball, the Dallas Mavericks could be the scariest team in the Western Conference. Now, they do need some help at the center position. Christian Wood's not really helping them defensively, and JaVale McGee's kind of a, you know, in-between guy when Christian Wood needs a uh, break. But if they can find a big guy um, as a free agent signing, um, they can still sign free agents. So if I'm Dallas, I'm waiting to see if Myers Leonard um, becomes available in 10 days. Myers Leonard's a seven-foot player that's done well in the NBA, but with injuries and then, you know, his latest issue with the anti-Jewish slur he said on uh, um, Call of Duty. You know, he's been out of the league for a couple of years, but he looks healthy. And, you know, if the Bucks pass on him, which I, I don't know if the Bucks will or not, but if the Bucks let him go, if I'm Dallas, I'm signing him for the remainder of the year. I mean, they desperately need some help in the interior. And I think Myers Leonard could help them. I mean, there's really nothing else the Mavericks can do. They can't trade. So, I mean, it's going to be a free agent signing or, you know, a call-up from the Texas Legends. But um, if Myers Leonard is let go in 10 days, uh, if I'm Mark Cuban, I'm on the phone with my, uh, Myers Leonard's agent um, just because of um, – they need that depth at the forward position. I mean, I watched them play Minnesota before the All-Star break, and, I mean, Minnesota was just cutting to the basket. Uh, it's basically rolling out the red carpet from Minnesota to the basket. They have got to stop that. I mean, if you saw that game, I don't know if you guys watched the NBA or not, but that really showed how weak the Mavericks are in the interior as a team. And, I mean, Minnesota exploited that um, uh, before the All-Star break. And if I'm the Mavericks, i got to find a center or a big guy that can really help me with that interior defense and maybe some rebounding. But if the Mavericks can get that and if Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic can figure out the dynamic between the two, um, between the two guys – I mean, the Mavericks could be the scariest team in the Western Conference playoffs this year. But if they can't get a center or another forward that's defensively a defensively centered forward, then the Mavericks are really screwed going into the playoffs because if they have to face the Phoenix Suns, I, I can just imagine all of the cuts to the basket that we'll be seeing from Kevin Durant and all of the other um, players on the Suns. Now let's take a look over in the NHL and see how the standings are right now, um, as of now. Right now it looks like Boston um, is going to be your top team in the Eastern Conference. Boston has had a really good solid season under first-year head coach Jim Montgomery, who's getting a second chance after being fired from the Stars um, midway through the season, I think three years ago, due to alcoholism. Alcohol abuse, um, and Boston is. I mean, I watched them play the Stars. I mean, it was a, it was one of the best games I've seen. You know, either team play this year. I'm really concerned about Boston if I'm the Eastern Conference because 
right now they could just walk over everyone in the Eastern Conference and go to the Stanley Cup Finals this year. That's how scary this team is. They they are forty three and eight, forty three and eight with ninety one points, and we're not even um, to three fourths of the way through the season yet. I mean, Boston could you know slip up in the playoffs and get up uh, upset in four games, but for right now, Boston is going to just sweep the Eastern Conference. I would be shocked if we don't see the Bruins in the. Eastern, or the Eastern Conference Finals, or even, matter of fact, be the representative in the Stanley Cup Finals for the Eastern Conference. I mean, that's how good and disciplined this Boston Bruins team is. They got two goaltenders. I mean, you could start either one. I mean, it's just like, you know, it's like, okay, who wants to be in goal today? I mean, that's kind of the luxury the Boston Bruins have right now, is they got a great goaltender duo, um, and they also got some really great scores. And, I mean... If you watched the Stars of Bruins matchup a couple um, weeks ago, I mean, that was probably the best game. And I, I just feel for the Dallas Stars losing in the shootout to the Boston. Because right now we should have a Dallas Stars-Boston Bruins Stanley Cup final. I mean, that's what I think it's going to happen this year. Now, you know, Dallas could slip up and lose in the Western Conference Finals, and I'll talk about them in just a second. But I think, you know, we should just skip the playoffs and have these two teams – just play for the Stanley Cup and be done with the season. Let's go over to the Western Conference where the Dallas Stars are at the top of the um top of the Western Conference at 72 points and they have 30 wins, 15 losses and 12 overtime losses, which is one of the, um which is the most in the league right now. Um the Stars are in an interesting dilemma. They've lost 8 of their last 9 coming out of the All-Star break. And, you know, the trade deadline's coming up, and they need something to spark this offense because they have scored two or, or uh, less than two goals in the last, I think it was like eight games, they said, on the broadcast after the last Stars game. Um, they need something to jumpstart, and they better win against Chicago tomorrow night. Um, Chicago is coming off a uh, shootout win over Vegas, and if I'm Dallas, man, I, I'm – it's DEFCON 1 right now. I mean, it's a must-win tomorrow night if they want to remain at the top of the Western Conference and keep their um, Central Division um, crown right now. I think Dallas will turn this around, and somehow they will end up winning the Central Division. I just don't know if they'll come away with the um, um, Western Conference uh, title. I mean, Vegas is up there um, right now. They're, you know, they're up there with 73 points and um, after the win tonight. So technically the Stars are out of the Western Conference uh, lead right now. But, you know, that is a tough Pacific division, and I could see Vegas easily squandering that before the season's over with. So this is basically Dallas's conference to lose, and I would be very disappointed and shocked if Dallas were to um, lose the Western Conference this year. I mean, they have a great goaltender in Jake Ottinger, who's probably the second best goaltender in this league. I don't care what anyone else thinks. He's better than the Boston Bruins goaltending duo. Um, and, you know, it just he just has a... Um, his kryptonite is the uh, Tampa Bay goalie, but, I mean, Jake Ottinger, man, what a gem. They, you know, they usually don't trade up in the first round to draft a player. But when they saw St. Louis wanting Jake Ottinger, Dallas said, you know what, we're going to break the trend here and trade up and get this guy so St. Louis doesn't get him. 
And lo and behold, now he's our franchise goaltender. Um, and Jake Andres basically carried the team on his back this year. I mean, Dallas has an offense that's centered around Joe Pavowski, Jason Robertson, Rupe Hintz. And Wyatt Johnson um, has sprinkled some goals here and there. Uh, Jamie Benn, the captain's found his offensive stride again. This team could make a run for the Stanley Cup Finals this year and bring back the excitement in hockey in Dallas. Now, they just have to turn it around. I mean, it's easy as getting a win and getting the the monkey off the back. I don't know what it is, what's going on with them, either if they're still on vacation from the uh, All-Star game or whatnot, but Dallas needs to turn it around, and they better do it against Chicago or else they're going to lose the division and lose the Western Conference. They'll still be in the playoffs, but I'd rather have that home ice advantage um, instead of having to play on the road four times instead of three. Um, so that's where it is right now in the NHL. I think you know it could be a Dallas-Boston Stanley Cup final this year, but we'll see what happens as the trade deadline uh, comes around, and I will talk more about that that week when the trade deadline happens, see if Dallas makes a move or not for... Um, they're rumored to be in a bunch of trade talks with uh, certain um, rentals, if you will. They're basically they're on their last year of the contract, and they can write it off and bring up a prospect next year if they want. But um, that's where Dallas is right now. And, you know, as I said before, it's going to be a Dallas-Boston Stanley Cup final this year if Dallas can turn it around. If they can't, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the Avalanche in the, the Western Conference Finals or the Stanley Cup Finals this year, because they've been injured all year, and now they're getting healthy, and now they're looking like the prime Colorado Avalanche that we saw win the Stanley Cup Final last year against Tampa Bay. So that's something to watch out for in the NHL as we get um, closer to the uh, trade deadline and the end of the regular season. So with all that in mind, that's it for this week of Sweet Sports Talk. Tune in next week. We'll talk more about how the XFL went, and what are some of the cool new rules that are been brought back from the XFL 2.0 and um, just my first overall impressions of the league in week one that just happened.